Hello, welcome to Farm Office Toolbox, a step-by-step simple guide to an organised farm office. I'm Lisa Yates, a farmer, wife, mother and former rural business consultant from Esperance WA. And I know what it's like to be completely overwhelmed and feeling out of control in your farm office. But that's not me anymore. Over the last 30 years, I've curated some great tools and strategies to help reduce the mental load, improve our business and make my life much easier. So I'd love to introduce Alison Hamilton. Very excited that she was happy to interview on Farm Office Toolbox. And Alison is a fourth generation cattle farmer and business founder. She's a CEO, an industry board director, a wife, mum to two gorgeous little people and a business coach. Is that right? Are you still business coaching? Yeah, many hats. (laughs) It seems to me like we've got the same passion, Alison. We love farming, love ag. We've um, been in the industry from lots of different perspectives and we've found this one sticking point that was a problem for us and we want to smooth the road and make it easier for other people, finding it harder than it might be and spending too much time doing it. And we want to show easier ways, quicker ways based on our own experiences. Um, right. I feel like I've got a kindred spirit. I was very excited to to discover you. I'm from Western Australia. So some of my West Australian listeners may not be familiar with you. So maybe tell us a little bit, bit about yourself. Yeah, look, thanks for having me, Lisa. And yeah, look, you've summed it up quite well, but I am a, a fourth generation farmer. So my family have a a beef cattle um, background. I have been in ag my whole career, so I think it is in my blood. (laughs) I now live uh, in the Riverina of New South Wales, just on the outskirts of Wagga Wagga with my husband. We only have a small farm now, hoping to build and grow that, but I also help him with our small um, business, which is a horticulture business uh, where we have staff and And there's an admin role there as well. So I felt the correlation between farming admin and farming being my passion and small business admin and the roles were very similar. But as you said, the same sticking points, the same pain points, the same challenges. And I took myself on a journey to to find a better way. And yeah, similar to you, I'm now really passionate about helping others find a better way as well. Absolutely. Now, I like personality types. Have you done much work in that area? I imagine with coaching you have. Definitely, yes. I have done quite a bit with disc profiling and communication and it plays a big, big role as well, most definitely. Oh, absolutely. One I discovered recently was the working genius, six types of working genius. And I did the survey online and found that one of my geniuses is wonder. And it was so obvious to me once they um, pointed it out because I'm always going, why do we do that and is there a better way? And Yeah, exactly. But it's also about them finding their own journey and their own way with the tools and the skills because, you know, everyone will make their own tweaks and changes, but I, I love supporting that journey. Oh, most certainly. And your own personality type is going to drive what your preferences are. Now, you would have been to a lot of offices and a lot of different business types in your experience as a coach and consultant. What What's the most common problem you see in the farm office? 
Yeah, look, that's a, a great question. And there are many. And I often survey my clients in my networks um, from time to time as well. And there is a common theme. And I think it really is the juggle. With the farm, it is the juggle of, you know, the role of the admin, potentially the role of being a parent, maybe the work off farm, the work on farm, and fitting all of that in without leading to overwhelm, chaos, burnout, all of those things. So I think probably that really comes down to yeah, time and the juggle. It always seems to, to rise to the top. Such a common theme and it's certainly how I felt most of my life in the farm office. I feel like each day is a spinning chocolate wheel. You spin the wheel and you don't know what you're going to get. What's it going to land on today? You're not completely in control of your own choices in the office, what you get to target every day. Tell me a bit more about that. Yeah, you're right. And on a farm, you are dead right. You know, it does feel like a, a spinning chocolate wheel and you never know what's going to pop up and and require your attention. So I do, I love helping people actually break down that huge big to-do list that they might see first thing in the morning when they get to their office and actually chunk it down into a priority list. So I help people really work out what are their must-do tasks and really get those right first, get them scheduled into their um, weekly, monthly calendars, be on the front foot so you can be proactive with those must-do kind of tasks and then add the other things in later. But I always work also on the theory that, you know, if you get two or three things completed in a day, which are your priority, that's far better than getting a little bit of this and a little bit of that done. And at the end of the day, actually not being able to give yourself a pat on the back because you didn't tick anything off. So that's where the priority list comes in. And I encourage people to actually get that out either into their calendar or on a list um, on their desk the night before so that when you do get to your office, if that spinning chocolate wheel comes and, and bites you and you have to go and do something else, when you finally do get to your desk, you know what the first priority is and you can you can start at that task. And if that's the only thing you get done for the day, well, so be it. That's That's still a great win. I absolutely love that because I have a lot of trouble deciding and prioritizing. There's so many things that need doing. How on earth do I narrow down the one that used to be my problem. Planning and prioritizing has changed that for me. And now that I do get it out and put it on my keyboard the night before, that one thing that's most important tomorrow, I don't waste a lot of time in the morning coming in, trying to work it out in that moment. I've already decided I can sit down and get started. And that's a really new no, that's all right. That's a game changer. I really, I really strongly believe in that. And I think it also takes the mental, oh, I've got to remember to do that tomorrow. Oh, I've got to remember to do that tomorrow. And if you prioritize the wrong thing and hey, the bass was due, but I actually prioritized something else, you know, that that's when it really starts to spin and get out of control. So yeah, then um, you big um, game changer. Have your self-flagellation, you tell yourself off for having prioritized the wrong thing. I've I've certainly been there. And email used to rule my life and that makes you enormously reactive. Have you got any tips on taming the email and getting away from that as your driver of what you should be doing? Yeah, totally. It is a trap. It is a huge trap and a very common trap. What I sort of encourage people to do is really get in touch with when they are at their most productive. So some people are better at working in the morning, which I know is me. Some people are better in the evening. Find your time and really make sure that that time is when you focus on your key big task for the day. 
um, without distractions. So for me, I know I am really good in the morning, so I don't actually check my emails until lunchtime. I might scan them, but I certainly don't open anything unless it is important until I have got that big chunk of work out first thing in the morning. So that's one little tip. The other thing I use with my emails is turning off notifications is a great one. And I think coming to terms with the fact that we all like to be people pleasers and we think people need a response there and then. There's a big mindset change that I try to work people through um, in regards to that. I just think someone says jump and, and we say how high and when. We need to take a step step back and really think about our own needs and our own priorities before we start doing something for someone else, which is what our inbox really is. It's actually doing work for someone else. So it's a big mindset change and a few habit changes. I do love my Outlook calendar and email though. And I I use the Eisenhower matrix, the, I call it the four D's a little bit in my language. I'm a huge fan of that. Are you? It's a great tool. And it's taken a little bit of getting into the habit and the routine of being really strict with it. But is it a do it. And if it's going to take me less than five minutes, I will do it generally then and there. If it's a quick response, delegate it, love delegating it. And I think that's something that people in in a farm office probably need to embrace a little bit more. What is it that I can actually ask for help to achieve? It may be someone within the business or external to the business, but delegating is a great one. Deleting it, ditching it. Is this a priority for me at the moment? Is this on my radar? Is this um, aligned with my values and where I'm going? If not, get rid of it. And the decide to do later. So yes, this is an important task, but it's going to take me a chunk of time. And with that category, I pop it into my Outlook calendar with the right time allocation to be done at a later date. So that's another really good tool to help manage the inbox. I'm not natural at prioritizing and some people are. My husband is just, it's innate in him. He finds that really easy and he very frustrated that I'm not. So that Eisenhower matrix is super useful for me. It's like working out something you're not good at and finding a tool to help it become easier for you. And so I really lean on that. And something I've done and I I really espouse people to have a try is instead of writing everything on one long to-do list is put it on individual notes, like small note paper or note card. And then I get my Eisenhower matrix out on an A4 page and I play a deck of cards with these notes and I actually put them on the squares and it makes it sound silly and making it a game. And I think the visual aspect of that is really good too. I mean, I think a lot of people, and I know myself, I am a visual learner. So to actually see things in their categories gives you the big picture and I think is is a great tool. I'm going to try that one, Lisa. That's really good. Oh, super. I look forward to seeing how you find that. And then you can batch things as well. I've learned about batching not too long ago. So then I can see on my little cards, oh, these things are all quite similar. I will put them together on my calendar and I don't pay individual bills anymore. I won't pay bills unless I've got about five, which is not hard to do. They they come in thick and fast. I try to batch them fortnightly, ideally, but if someone's really desperate, I still will wait until I've got about five to do because it is quite time consuming. I love that tool, task batching. I use it as well. It's quite new to my concepts, but I think a really good one for saving time and yeah, to really improve the efficiency. Love it. Yeah. And you were saying you're a morning person and you do your deep thinking projects in the morning. 
uh, for some reason, get a really great flow at about 3 p.m. just before the school bus. And this was so hard when my kids were in primary school. And now they're away at boarding school. I'm really leaning into that. And from 3 till about 5.30, I can get my best work done. So I just had to be patient during those younger years and find other times to do it. But it's... It's- but that's a unique thing, isn't it? And I think it's, but I think it's really important for people to find their own genius in the time that is most productive for them and, and then really use it. You talked a bit about the most common problem. And then if a client is overwhelmed and doesn't know what to address now to get out of that quagmire in the office, what would you suggest they try first? What I do with my clients is I really start with a bit of a stock take, the big picture of what's working, what's not working. I actually start people with a a farm office health check. So let's look at all the components of the farm office, what is working well, what is not working well, and then a personal look at that as well. And I use a fuel gauge test for that. So I ask people to really think about where their energy levels lie in regards to the tasks in their farm office and where they feel depleted and run down and they cringe every time they think they have to do that task. And I think from that point, it's it's really good taking a step back and having that helicopter view of what is working and what isn't working just allows people to not only think that, hey, this is not an entire disaster, this, is, this part's actually working well, but from there we sort of narrow it down. And it's really a unique thing. I think sometimes it is communication and really just getting down on paper all of the things I have to do and getting that big picture and then breaking it down in regards to the bigger picture of the business as well. So that's not a very good answer because it actually is a fairly unique thing. But I think starting with a stock take or a health check is is the best and first port of call. No, it's a great answer. That sounds like a really wonderful technique. And I have a couple of different types of health checks in my toolbox, financial health check, production health check, but I haven't ever thought of a, I guess, a farm office audit health check. That's a wonderful concept. And that's a service that you offer. Am I correct? Yeah, so totally correct. And look, if people actually sign up to my newsletter, it's a little free tool I offer as the first port of call. So hopefully people out there can access it just by signing up to my newsletter. Oh, fantastic. Now I have had a look at your really wonderful website with a lot of resources, alisonhamilton.au. I absolutely recommend people go and have a look. You've got some great information and a few free resources. And then you've got quite a few um, programs that you offer. Do you want to run through those? Yeah, sure. Look, I've only really been in this office space for about two years or so now. And I love working with people. As as Lisa mentioned at the beginning, I'm an accredited coach. So I, I love coaching people to their own outcomes. So my resources really stage and level that. I'm happy to work with people one-on-one. But my signature program is my six-week mastermind program, which I only run twice a year in February and August. And it's a mastermind that runs for six weeks with a group of like-minded people with similar pain points. And you're guided through with some accountability and support every step of the way. So each module has a topic and some activities, and we really tackle them together as a team. So that's my signature program. But I also have some of my tools and templates for purchase online. And my social media, if you just want to get on board, then my social media pages on Facebook, I have a closed group and I'm on Instagram as well. And I guess that's where people get a taste for for what I'm all about. 
absolutely love some of the tips in your posts on Instagram. So please follow Alison for sure. I love the signature program because I feel like there's not a really great accredited course for a farm office manager or farm admin. There's long TAFE courses, which I've had a look at the the syllabus for those. And I just feel like it's not where we are currently at in farm business at the moment. So your course seems much more directed for where people are at today with the technology that we're using today and being a farmer yourself and widely experienced with clients. I was really excited when I read through what you had on offer there. So yeah, well well done. Thank you. Oh, that's my pleasure. But it's really more about the balance and the juggle as well. Like it's really, it takes in the whole picture. Like I know people are juggling potentially off-farm jobs, children, other things. So it's about how do I wear all of those hats and still keep my office running efficiently with the potentially small amount of time I have to dedicate to it. It really guides people to find their own their own best way. Absolutely brilliant. I think we've covered off on so much, Alison. Is there anything else you had in mind that you'd like to discuss I guess the only other tool that has created efficiency and effectiveness in my farm office is my colour-coded calendar. I think that's a real game changer and I work a lot. Oh, yes, please. Tell me more. (laughs) The mental load, I think, particularly as women in in the business, we carry the mental load of the, the farm, the family and the office. And for me, getting that out, getting that mental load somewhere where it was managed and manageable has been a real, real game changer. So I love my colour-coded calendar and it allows me to dump in there things that have to be done for the farm, for my business, for the kids, whatever it is, I, I use that as a bit of a dumping ground. But it also helps ensure that I maintain some sort of balance in life in terms of putting in my what I need to, to be able to function well. So my exercise and other things are scheduled into that colour-coded calendar and just really wanted to raise the issue that sometimes the mental load and if we don't have any sort of system to to figure out how our days are going to run which we spoke about at the beginning in regards to prioritizing I guess the next step to that is is then scheduling in so things don't get forgotten so love my color-coded calendar and tell me about your color codes I've got a system which I'll be telling listeners about but what's yours yeah, look, and I think every this is so unique to everyone. But look, mine has I have pretty purple for for me and my exercise and you know things that I need to do. So I do a regular Pilates class, whatever is regular that I need is in purple. Kids' school stuff. My kids are still quite little. I like to get to reading groups and things like that. Is is yellow? Family appointments and things are a different color. As I said, I, I do the admin for my for our family business, our horticulture business. So that's in a brown colour. My business is in green. And yeah, I think it just sort of shows a balance. And the other key in that is that I always leave buffer space. I never back-to-back things. And I yes. try to allocate really realistic time slots for, for things. I've seen people use a colour code, a colour calendar but really jam it full and also not be realistic with the time it may take to do a task. And I think that's where the wheels often fall off and people get jack of using a tool like that is when it's not used realistically and for the right purpose. I love it. Years ago, I became very overwhelmed because I was trying to use a calendar diligently because I'd gone from not using one at all and I thought, no, I need to try this. Put way too much in it 
and overwhelmed myself. So then it's like a roller coaster. I went far too deep in and then I went, nope, I went completely off. And then I had no calendar. But trying to remember everything, your brain's not actually designed for remembering really long lists. And so that didn't work either. So now I've got a more balanced view, just like you're saying, there's plenty of buffer space. And my friends laugh at me. I used to always be really late. I never allowed travel time in in my things I'd put in the calendar. Well, now I do. I'm allowed <laughs> That's it. time for getting in the car, time for, oops, there's not enough fuel, uh, time for getting there, time for getting out of the car, and in Perth, time yeah. for finding a car park. Exactly. So I add exactly. a big fat buffer in now, which has made life easier. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. Great tool. And people say, oh, and I can't use a calendar. I value flexibility and farm life needs to be flexible. And I get that. And I, look, I think a lot of people are attracted and love farm life because it is flexible. So they're probably not tending towards wanting to keep a structured calendar, but I just use it as a, okay, this item's going to take me an hour and a half. Something happened, someone came to visit, no problem. I just know I still need it an hour and a half for that item. I can move it to the next place. And that's where digital calendar is so great because you can just grab it and move it so quickly and fit it in between something else. So it's not a straitjacket. It's it's enormously flexible, but it's getting it out of your mind. If I didn't move that item on my calendar, I would completely forget that I needed to do it all together. And that's where things slip through the cracks. I also love the the reoccurring feature. Yes. So things like payroll or that you do on a regular basis. So I've had a you know a lot of clients feel very reactive and, and then get into a state of chaos or overwhelm when, when things sneak up on them. So I think using a calendar and the reoccurring feature allows you to, you know, see when things are due well in advance. So you avoid those late nights or that chaos of of doing things rushed and, and last minute. So I do love that feature as well. And I always tell my husband who thinks his brain is still, you know, what it used to be, that getting things out, as you mentioned, the mental load that you carry, it's just a great way of actually getting that out because if he says to me, can you remind me to do, I usually. That's what series for. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. The kids taught me the Siri remind me feature on my phone is absolutely brilliant. Thanks, kids. The kids have got so many tips of how to use the technology. Yeah. I need to teach my husband that one then. Yes, <laughs> it's really great. And it'll tell you a time. Remind me on the 5th of yeah. November at 8 a.m. to call. Yeah, exactly. It's great. It's really good. <laughs> and recurring tasks. And I put in yeah. a reminder in one week's time, um, the superannuation is due and then on the time that I've specified in the calendar, I've put in an hour and a half to process the superannuation or whatever time block is useful for me. So it reminds me that it's coming up and I've put a time block in. And then those two things are recurring on a quarterly basis. So they're already in for the future. Yes. So definitely love, love that recurring feature. Yeah, totally. Good one. Okay. We've talked about so much, Alison. Thank you very much. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you for that wonderful conversation with Alison Hamilton. Now, I'd like to let you know that Alison has a website, alisonhamilton.au, Instagram and Facebook. And at the moment, she is running an 
uh, discount offer. If you book before Christmas, you'll get 20% off the Functioning Farm Office Mastermind course. It's eight modules over 10 weeks and starts in February. So please have a look at her website and socials for that amazing program. My takeaway habit from my conversation with Alison is to use the Eisenhower matrix for prioritization. The four categories are do, decide, delegate, or delete. I'd love you to give this a try. And as I mentioned to Alison, I do it with my individual note cards rather than a long list. And I deal out these individual tasks into the four categories. Do, decide, delegate, or delete. If life at your place is feeling like a spinning chocolate wheel each day, then try to build the muscles of prioritisation and decide the night before what your top one or three priorities are doing the next day in the office. I'm really glad you've listened. Please share the Farm Office Toolbox with anyone you think might be interested. In the new year, I'm going to get into some more technical topics. I've just been uh, building the foundations of good practice and becoming organised and efficient in the office. Look out for my next episode and I look forward to you joining me.